This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding forth again, blazing a path to the hearts of sinners. And I want to give you my website. It's radiomissions.org. Morning services here on Sunday. Uh, you can hear them over facilities there. If you live out of the area here, and our Sunday night, Wednesday night services are there. And uh, if you need more information, if you're interested in that, many, many homes now go there on the Sunday night and Wednesday night and listen. Now, let's get back to our study. We were looking at the use of medicine is not, uh, it, it's, it's not, it's not, a, not against God's will. But we were looking at uh, the fact that Satan cannot touch one of God's children, neither his property and his family, except God grant him the permission. And that's according to Job 119, Job 247. So let's look at this. Sickness may become a blessing. Because when God gave Satan permission to touch Job, and he couldn't touch him without God's permission, he did it for Job's good. In the end of Job's sickness, the Lord gave Job twice as much worldly goods as he had before. But some fool now will jump up and say, if sickness is a blessing, then more sickness would be a greater blessing. This shows utter foolishness and blindness. Old Job recognized there in 42.11 that all the evil that was brought upon him was by the hand of the Lord for his good. He never reckoned Satan as the author of his sickness. He never did. Do you ever go read Job? I wish you would. You know, one of the passages, old Job was suffering. He had balls on his body from his head to his foot. And his poor old wife, I don't know if she was saved or not. I doubt it. But she came out there and she said, why don't you old fool just go ahead and curse God and die? Oh, my friend, what a, what a tragedy. What a tragedy. You know, it's a blessing to have a godly wife. Did you know it's a blessing to have a godly mate? My friend, listen, listen, if your mate's not saved, you ask the Lord to save her or him. Ask the Lord to give you a godly mate, someone that would uh, sympathize when you when you hurt, sympathize with you when you feel bad. And then bless you when you're when you're doing God's work. Oh, my friend, listen. One who will pray with you and pray for you. Now, in 2 Corinthians 12, 7, we find that God permitted Satan to buffet Paul with a thorn in his flesh. And Paul prayed for healing and for the removal of that thorn. But God answered in his own way. He said, tell me what he said. Can you tell? Can you tell me? You got this on your refrigerator? Listen. First, second Corinthians 12, listen, he said, my grace is sufficient. Now, the old trailblazer has gone through some rough times here lately. All sin, Satan, all of those things is bombarded here, bombarded the ministry, bombarded me. And you know what my, 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 my hope is? My grace is sufficient. Day by day, the old trailblazer, I'm just an old, as some folks say, an old kook. Because I get on toes now and then. I call sin, sin. I tell folks, uh, where are you going to spend eternity? And then I have folks call me. And uh, they say, I had a note the other day, a couple of days ago. And a man wrote me and he said, Pastor Pendarvis, Trailblazer, you're not no old kook. Go ahead and preach the gospel. Get on. I have to get on my steel-toed shoes sometime. But you go ahead. Don't you pay no attention to those funny guys that call you a kook. Don't, don't pay them no attention. Don't let that get under your hide. And I don't, my friend. Oh, I smile and just go on. Smile and put them in the trash can when they call me old kook. And, 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 and then I have folks call me and write me and they say, Trailblazer, I'm glad you're old hellfire and damnation preacher 
because nobody else is preaching that man is a sinner and he's going to hell. I, I can't hear nobody preaching that, he tells me. I, I can't. And, and all of this worldliness that we got going on today, and folks are flocking to church like, like, like flies now. The churches are full, five and six acre parking lots. And my friend, they're not being saved. Like the man I told you called me and said, we have a, a hundred decisions every Sunday. I said, yeah, but are anybody getting saved? Oh, we have a hundred decisions, I said, every Sunday. I said, my friend, decision is not salvation. No, you can't make a decision and be saved like that. You can't do that. And he had been to somewhere else, my friend. So you listen, will you? Would you listen? There we saw that the Apostle Paul prayed for that thorn to be removed. But the Lord said, I'm not removing it. He's paraphrasing. He said, I'm not removing it, but I'm going to give you grace to overcome it. And he used that in Paul's life as he did the sickness in Epaphroditus and Trohemus, same as Job, and many other saints. If you will turn there to Hebrews 12, 6, you will find them. Find these words, for whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. I've recommended this little book several times, Strange Tales. And it's, it's a story of men there in England. He had a church called the Church of the Destitute. And he went out in the highways and the byways and he invited men and women to church. Drunkards and harlots and whoremongers and people who were down on their luck. And, and he helped people and he, 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 he bought shoes for young ones to go to Sunday school so they could come to church. And their mama would pawn them to get beer with and all those things. But he kept on day on and i tell you what he's got a chapter in there where those men pray and uh it just broke my heart to hear him one old man whom the lord had saved and he said he he, he gave this uh occasion he said the old man his wife wasn't saved and he he prayed you know we don't know how to pray do we folks think you got to have a highfalutin sophisticated prayer you know thou thee thine and mine no, this old man was an old uh, codger, and he, the pastor wrote down one of his prayers. And in that prayer, he said, Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, you saved this old scoundrel, this old thief, this old drunkard, this old whoremonger. You saved me, Lord. Would you save my old lady? Would you save my old lady? And my heart just burst. He didn't know how to smooth that up. He just said, Would you save my old woman? And the story goes on that he did. The Lord saved her. Later on, saved her. But my friend, if you ever get a hand on that book, Strange Tales, uh, I mean, you'll never, you'll never regret today. And we have them in the bookstore. And I don't know how many we have, but you write me. And I'll quote you a price on them. I'll do that for you because I think it'll be a blessing to you. It blessed me. I couldn't hardly put it down. It's about a 12 or 15 different chapters in it. The Church of the Destitute. Oh, my friend, it just showed the grace of God, how that the grace of God acts among those people. You know, the Bible says Christ came to save sinners. He came to save the ungodly. Now, do you ever read those chapters where the Pharisees and the Sadducees, oh, they say, well, yeah, your master eateth and drinketh with sinners. Your master does this and your master does that. And you know what? Their master, my master, one day it's going to say to those uh, hypocritic bunch, depart from me, I never knew you, unless they repent, my friend. Oh, look, we hold out hope. We, we, don't, we don't close out the door of hope. There's hope. 
Did you know as long as you've got breath in your body that you can, you can be saved? You can. You can. But now don't bank on that. Don't bank on die, deathbed repentance, see? Because a lot of folks now are dying without a deathbed. They die and going out into eternity in a car wreck and eight and ten at a time. And some of these people jam into one of these vans and run off the interstate out here somewhere and kill eight or ten of them in one lick. They don't have no deathbed repentance. They don't have time to say, God, have mercy on me. I'm telling you, my friend, now, today is the day of salvation. Now is the time to turn to the Lord. Not later. Not when you get old. Not when you get old. Folks don't think they're old. No. No, I went with the pastor, late pastor one time to the nursing home. His mother was 95, 96 years old, and I went with him to see her. And when we walked in the hall, there she was out in the hall, and she said, Son, there's an old woman in my bed. And she was 96. Now, my friend, that's how we think. Old people going to die, but you and me, we're old people. I ain't going to be here long to warn you to flee from the wrath to come. I'm not. I don't know how long I'll be here. I'll tell you all the time, I believe the Lord's coming before I leave. But if I don't, well, I'll be out there somewhere in the old Palmetto Cemetery. And uh, I told him I want to put on my tombstone, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. And I want, I want that on my tombstone because I'm a new creature. The old trailblazer is a new creature, folks. Oh, my friend, you didn't know me when I was an old creature. But listen, I'm a new creature now. So let's go back to our study. We've got a minute or two. In John 9, uh, chapter 9, verse 1 and 3, And Jesus passed by and saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did this sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. Now, this is one of those questions that people will throw at you because they know you can't answer it. But listen, I tell you, I tell you, we looked in our last, earlier on in this study, for whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, scourges every son. The word of the Lord says that God, not Satan, scourges every son whom he receiveth. And he goes on to say, if you escape chastisement, you are not a son, but a bastard. That's verses uh, 1 through 8 in Second Corinthians there. This chastisement may be through persecution, or it may be sickness. It may be as those men were that I mentioned. Or, listen, therefore all diseases are not of Satan's work, not at all, by no stretch of the imagination. We see here that this blind man, his blindness was providential and was not the result of sin. I tell my folks here, and I tell you, thank the Lord for the providence of God. Oh, my friend, thank I just look back at my own life. I was in a little old Armenian church, free willism, shake the preacher's handism, thinking I was somebody come, thinking I was saved, didn't know a Christianity from a hog's side saddle. And providentially, providentially, the Lord led me to hear this great old man of God, L.R. Shelton Sr. And I heard him. And he was preaching the old-time, old-fashioned gospel where men and women are awakened to the fact that they're lost. You never heard that before? You never been lost? You never saved. If, you hadn't, if you've never been lost, you're not saved. Now, I can tell you that without fear of contradiction. If you've never been lost, then you're not saved. Oh, my friend, don't get mad. Don't slam the door and run off. I'm telling you the truth. 
I'm telling you the truth. The greatest thing that ever happens to you is to come to know the Lord. And you don't think you'll know about it? You don't think you'll know that something else has happened in your life? Oh, my friend, we'll get into that in our next study. But this is the old Trailblazer broadcast, Pastor Albert Pendarvin. I'm just, I'm just a poor old sinner saved by grace and, and bringing you these simple messages on uh, divine healing, true and false. And uh, I hope they're a blessing to your heart. If you remember, we're going to put them in print, and uh, we'll be glad to send them to you, free and postpaid. And uh, if you would, write me, help me with the broadcast. I'm asking the Lord for the old trailblazer. And uh, Satan hates it. Satan's up raring and snorting. He don't want us to do that. And uh, if you would, write me and help me with it. And remember, my mailing address, the old trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my website, radiomissions.org. Goodbye and God bless you.